0: This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Applied Botanics, the leader in premium, consistent, and affordable CBD products. So happy to have them as a sponsor of this podcast because for me and many other people, their CBD oils work. And what's cool about Applied Botanics is that their CBD isn't one size fits all. They have five different products, comfort, focus, recovery, tranquility, and vitality that are targeted to certain health issues like stress, Sleep and pain relief. Listeners of this podcast will receive 30% off their first order with code word popgo project at checkout at appliedbotanics.com. And that's on top of their already low price, which is nearly half the price of other brands because they feel that using CBD products should not require a payment plan. Applied Botanics live happy and healthy. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by Keller's Lawn Care Landscaping and Garden Center. I have been using Keller's services for over three years now. So again, a service that I use and stand behind. It is a family-owned business who recently expanded to a new location in Exeter, Pennsylvania to provide you with a garden center as well. Let them assist you with landscape design and installation, mulch, rock, plants, trees, mowing, edging, pruning, trimming, You name it, if it's in your lawn, Keller's has you covered. Visit them online on their social media pages for more information. My guest today is a member of a very popular band from northeastern Pennsylvania called Tiger's Jaw, who has had and continues to have national success and recognition. They just released a new album called I Won't Care How You Remember Me a couple months ago. She plays the keyboard, shares lead vocal duties, creates the artwork for the album covers, and helps with video editing. We talk about the new record, how the band was affected by the pandemic, their virtual album release show, their upcoming shows that were just announced, and a whole lot more. Welcome to the show, Brianna Collins of the band Tiger's Jaw. Brianna from Tiger's Jaw. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you?
0: Good. We got the internet all situated. We're all set.
1: Yeah, hopefully no uh, buffering.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, I keep doing these via Zoom. Obviously, um, you know, you're a person in the world. So obviously, you've been affected by everything going on. And this is kind of like the new normal. Um, So, you know, these are the things we deal with.
1: Yeah, I've been teaching art lessons over Zoom for like or well, Zoom or FaceTime for the last year. And it's just been like, I feel like the kids have adapted so much faster than I have to like just yeah. being able to
0: How has that been? Obviously, outside of Tiger's Jaw, you are an art teacher, correct?
1: I am. I, I do private art lessons right now just because with the band, I you know, I can't really work in a school. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been challenging, I think specifically because like for me, art is such a visual thing, even with teaching it that sure. do it over Zoom. It's like when you're, you know, trying to tell a seven year old where on the his painting, you want him to maybe look at it or like ask him a question. It's like where And then trying to, you know, pointing to every single corner and you're like, no, cold, warmer. Like, yeah, <laughs> but, you know.
0: You know, I give teachers a lot of credit. It's got to be a, a super uh, big challenge. And I think it's a challenge for teachers in a classroom setting. And then you put them, you know, across a computer screen over the internet. And I can't even imagine how that must, uh,
1: you know, complicate I can't things. Either. I, I only have one at a time. I don't oh, know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have a, a pretty easy go of it. But in comparison, I would say. Yeah,
0: for sure. Well, thank you so much for doing this. I you have no idea how much I appreciate this. Uh, I know I had Kate, uh, Kate Kishbaugh. Shout out, <laughs> Kate. Shout out. I, Kate. I work with Kate at Axelrad Screen Printing, and um, I know it's it's hard to you know keep track of emails, and you know you're you're busy, so it's like it's cool. And, and the fact that you acknowledged me initially was uh, incredible. So thank you again. I really appreciate this opportunity. Um, and I know we spoke it probably what three years ago, I think, uh, with Rich Howells. NEPA scene. And uh, a lot has happened (laughs) in three years.
1: Yeah. A lot. And then also not a lot. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We put a new record out since then. That is a lot.
0: I know. Congratulations. Was that done before the pandemic or did you guys kind of finish that up during it?
1: It was done. I mean, it just was bad timing where we finished recording it in August 2019. And I had photographed the album artwork on March 5th. And like the Hope was like a midsummer, late summer 2020 release. Right. And then um, when our tour got canceled and it was clear that like we, you know, when you put out a record, it's just like you want to be able to tour. And at the time, you know, we're trying to make these big decisions and we didn't know like how it would all pan out. And so we did decide to push it just to give ourselves time to like, maybe be able to tour and also still have like, I don't know enough like time to do the rollout that we wanted rather than rush it or something.
0: Yeah. So you Mm -hmm. released it in March uh, of this year, 2021. Mm -hmm. I think it was March 5th. Um, Now we were still kind of in weird times. I I think things were kind of getting a little better. Um, Were you guys just tired of sitting on it or did you kind of say, all right, you know, I think there's a light at the end of the tunnel we can probably tour this summer. Let's just put it out there.
1: Well, we we actually decided like in I think March, maybe spring last year that it was going to get pushed to then because originally it was supposed to come out in like the summertime but then after that comes the holidays which is kind of a weird time to put music out and like, you know, not being able to tour maybe. And so we had decided pretty much almost a year I think where we knew like it would come out in another year, ish, um, and that's why we did all those music videos and really tried to just do uh, uh, the album playthrough like as much as we could without being able to tour to like fill that time and like still like roll the record out or it didn't feel like an eternity, even though you know it it, it flew by, but it also felt so long because like the record when it came out had been finished for a year and a half. Right that is just like so long
0: yeah it is a long time i don't i can't imagine what it would be like to be an artist uh and have like something done and not being able to release it i feel like i'd probably continuously go back to a song or whatever it might be and and kind of want to change it or mm-hmm. or do something to it so that's that's got to be difficult
1: yeah i mean there are definitely those moments but i think i have those like i mean you have them with every record just because like the more you play the songs to, the more you listen to them it's like you think you've given yourself enough time to work on it but that's why you need just like it needs to be done when it's done because like you could think of things forever to change or look back on but it yeah it definitely was crazy to just like have it and want to share it but also wanting to like not just not just like release it before we could do a bunch of the other stuff that we wanted to do with it like having like a, a rollout and all that stuff like the timing was just awkward and right everything going on it i mean i think it I'm happy with how it all ended up in the sense that we got to do all those music videos and things that we wouldn't have gotten to do if we um, had been busier with touring. So I don't know. Right.
0: And well, you had a a great record release uh, show. Uh, You guys did it at Carl Hall. Uh, Obviously also weird. Typically when you'd have an album release show, it's in front of people. Um, and in this case, it was just you guys at Carl Hall in, in downtown Wilkesbury. Um, so, I mean, how important was it to you guys to, you know, kind of still do something for your fans? Um, and I, and I love the, uh, the, the show, uh, fee, so to speak, it was uh, free 99. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. That was always a good, uh, catchphrase. Um, you know, how, how important was it to have it in, you know, your kind of hometown where you live and and, and where you're from? Um, and why Carl Hall?
1: Um, It was really important for us just to even like play the record through and have, have it out there. And we knew we wanted it to be free because we were like, if we're going to put all this time and en- energy into this, like we want it to be accessible to everybody that wants to see it. Like you could go on YouTube and just, watch us play through every song. And it was like a challenge and also something for us to like focus on where like to be able to play through every song on the record, like you'd never get to do that on a tour. Right. Um Mm. but it also was another excuse for us to get to work with all of our friends that we like love so much and are so talented that we live so close to. We're so lucky to have such a a creative and like you know hardworking group of friends that are always down to help us. And um Carl Hall was a really cool like the way it worked out was really cool because we weren't sure we were like looking into the classic like VFW or you know just oh, some wow. like it's not that Carl Hall wasn't our first inclination but I think I didn't necessarily want it to look like it was at a venue so a venue wasn't my first like idea of where to have it but it with COVID it was just really hard to even get in touch with people and someone was like what about Carl Hall and I was like oh yeah, like Carl Hall, like I wasn't thinking of venues, but duh, like we, and we can transform a space. Like, what are we thinking? Like, it was like, of course we should have asked AJ from the the get, but like, he was so gracious with like letting us use the space and like, just, you know, really like believing in the vision and trusting us to like, you know, be respectful of it. And it was just really cool. And um, any way that we can like connect and work with or and hang out with people in our community like that's the best part it's like feeling like the scene is like real and like you know being able to even though you can't go to shows or play shows like still like utilizing this sick venue in our hometown like i don't know all around it was great yeah i mean the set looks fantastic
0: i mean you couldn't even tell you were at carl hall you guys did a great job
1: cool. it, that. not that like i love the vibe at carl hall sure of course the vibe <laughs> like the, like your dad's basement you know <laughs> but I really wanted it to just feel like you didn't know where it was like yeah and I can't believe it It just like all came together like everything was like we did everything ourselves like steaming the fabric going to Joanne's like to get more <laughs> because we were like we were like six feet <laughs> short um like deciding what knickknacks and like how we could tie the videos in. And it was actually my fiance Shane's idea to do those like clouds hanging down so that like, it just filled the whole space. It it was like everybody's ideas coming together to make it like perfectly us. And like, I feel like everybody that was involved was so actively involved where it was like, I don't know. It really did transform (laughs) it into this like, cool little U-shaped performance space.
0: And that still, I guess, lives online on YouTube, correct?
1: Yeah, and it will forever, I think. Yeah,
0: unless you take it down, right?
1: Yeah, I did. Um, I edited the the whole thing, and it almost broke me as a person because I I've never like I just got into editing videos. Really, like I think the eyes shut lyric video was the first thing, first video I ever like, you know, stitched together using like something from the Adobe Creative Suite or whatever, but this was like 45 minutes. And then I specifically wanted each song to like flow into the next with visuals, but like not us like drinking water. Like I wanted it to feel cinematic. I just set myself up for this like huge thing where I was like, I'm editing it myself and I'm coloring it myself. And literally it was like the the minute it like, the last minute possible, it could be uploaded. Like I had it uploaded. label so much trust in us i am very very uh grateful but yeah it better live forever because like we put so much i mean part of the reason why we put so much work into it is because so much of the stuff we make will you know be around for years and years hopefully so
0: yeah i mean i think that's why you know a lot of things or a lot of musicians do that what they do is because it's um you know you're kind of leaving uh something behind when you know we're all gone you know people continue to, to appreciate it and enjoy it you know for years and years and years which is really cool
1: yeah and I'm lucky that like it's crazy my, that this is my life and I like get to do all of this and I mean especially this year with not being able to tour I mean it's always like grass is always greener you know like you could get jaded with touring or whatever but now I'm like I felt like not myself because I didn't get to like play music and I was like it's so part of me to like do this band so
0: yeah, one thing, I mean, obviously, I don't know if you're familiar with this podcast, but it's it's really music intensive. Um, particularly, you know, artists that are in and around northeastern Pennsylvania. Um and I, I always I talk to a lot of musicians and, and one question I ask them a lot is like, you know, being creative and performing and, and things like that, I think is such a a big part of being a musician. Like how how has the last year really um affected you like mentally because obviously you know mental health has always been an issue for you know in the world and i think you know going through this past year um we've kind of been able to address it more just because it's been so uh, i don't say common but i mean it's, it's people are really suffering and you know, as a musician and someone i mean granted you can be creative you know with your art and things like that and but as far as being a musician and playing out and then performing for people, how is how was that for you?
1: Like I said earlier, just I don't think I like had even realized how important and like ingrained in my life like that part of me was like being a musician and like playing live. Um like not having the touring schedule where you're you're home for a little bit and then you're away and then you're home for a little bit. Like sometimes it means like when you're home, like you're not necessarily having to deal with a lot of stuff that like, if you were home consistently, like you could eventually get around to like, I don't know, like even with my own mental health, like, I feel like the, how busy I am and the structure I get from touring, like, is so crucial to me, like feeling good and functioning at like my, you know, whatever, like where I feel like myself, because like I've had more time than I've had in, like to do things and be my own boss and like create my schedule for the day than I have in the last, like ever in my life. Cause I've always been doing a million things like in a million different sports and extracurriculars and then college and work and tigers. style. Like I'm known with my friends for just like being someone to do so many things at one time. But I think it's the reason that works for me is because like I have ADHD and like, when I'm like, I have a, particular amount of time to get something done, like the accountability of that, like I have that amount of time, like I'll get it done. But when I have all day or weeks to do it, it's just like, it's, I, I try, or I feel like I try. And then I feel bad because I didn't get things done. And it's like this cycle of anxiety and depression from like, not performing how I like, think I should. But it's like, I'm also trying to learn to give myself like a break because it's, this is like not like my normal, like, and I'm still getting a lot done and I need to like give myself some credit. You know what I mean? Like we're so used to also feeling like we have to work like at all times. Right. So like trying to find more balance in that, like has been a learning curve, especially like, cause usually tour is work. And then when I'm home, it's like, I like have the time to do the things that I like some passion things I love to do you know what I mean like spending time for myself hanging out with my friends because I haven't seen them in so long but like now I'm working like I don't know if you've had to work from home and have experienced this but just like there being no separation from like work and home has been like where I can't stop working but I'm not like getting anything done
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i've been in sales for a majority of my career so like i'm always working even when i'm not at work but i can understand what you're saying for sure i mean like yeah you know work definitely will mix into like you know your 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 downtime too especially Mm -hmm. when you're working from home
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: it's been it's been a definitely a weird year but i think you know and it sounds like you can probably agree but it's uh people have been really able to kind of kind of slow things down and reflect on who they are and and just have a chance to almost breathe. um, Yeah. Kind of address things that needed to be addressed.
1: Yeah. I think it was like really forcing people to like look at themselves and it's kind of crazy too, to me, or not crazy, but just like coincidental in a funny way where like the, the whole kind of theme of our record is Um, like holding yourself accountable because you can only be responsible for how you are living your life. Like obviously you like can hold other people accountable in other ways, but it's like, I want to know that I'm like being the best friend that I could be like the best partner that I could be like trying to like being willing to hear the things that I am doing wrong or, or that like are hurtful or something. Cause I feel like that's, you know, part of the reason why people are passive aggressive isn't because they're like not trying to be direct. It's because they don't want to like hurt you by being upset, like that kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. It just is crazy how now it's like the self accountability is very like, it feels like a, an energy or something like where I feel like all my friends, like, I don't know. I feel like I've like aged. <laughs> it's the first <laughs> time in my life where I feel like old, like, significantly different i think than when i did when i was like 18 or something too you know what i mean like just having those reflective nostalgic like yeah oh wow, times are different now
0: <laughs> yeah well i mean you're we're also growing up too it's you know, things are different um it's That's it's crazy. funny how that it's, it's funny how that just you know like I, I think about you know back when i was younger and the things that i did that i would never think about doing now it's crazy yeah, And it's, it's cool too. Cause like, yeah, I, I kind of went back through your catalog of, of albums and, and it's, it's always, I always really find it interesting to to kind of see where bands started. Um, and when they kind of started, it's almost like they're reckless. And I, I say reckless as in like, not that they don't care, but like, it's just, it's a different time, whether technology has changed between the start and where they are today or whatever it might be. But like, it's just so cool to kind of listen and hear like where they started and where they are today. And, one thing I love about tiger's jaw is like, I've never heard, like there's never been a song for me. That's like a standout song. Like, Oh my God, this is the best song because they're all so good. And I'm not saying that just because you're, you know, you're, you're in front of me here. Um, it's just, I mean, everything you guys put out has just been really consistently solid. Um, and obviously it's, you know, it was different from when it started to where it is today. And that's kind of what I just said, but um, you know, as you guys get older and and kind of go through life and experience more things, I mean, I'm assuming that gets put into your your writing processes,
1: yeah, I mean the biggest different I think is like how it the amount of like not responsibility but just like kind of the heaviness of the world is different when you're younger there it like there's almost a freeness or like you know, it's before the band, even like you think of anything about business because like you live with your parents and are in high school. (laughs) So you're like, yeah, I work like part time as a waitress. Like I'm fine with money. Like you don't understand, like, like it's something I wish that as like, you know, an artist, a musician that like, I didn't have to worry about because I would feel more like reckless and free. And like, just like, I don't know that like, it definitely is something that is, uh, I don't know, we've always tried to find balance in it because we're never going to do something just because of a business decision. Like it always has to feel like true to who we are, but it doesn't mean that like we can never think about business. Cause it's like, it's our livelihood. It's like, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. And I, th- I think a lot of musicians like these days treat this more like a business than you know. People like bands did in the '70s and '80s and things like that. Um, and I don't know if it's because like we know more, and I, I don't. I don't know what it is exactly. I just it it just seems like the bands these days, you know, really treat you know what they're doing seriously. Not and not that like bands like Aerosmith and, and stuff like that didn't. But it's just a different time. Like you guys, I think I was talking to was it AJ? Maybe I forget who it was recently, but like, you know, with the social media and cell phones and things like that, like you guys can't even like risk being wild and, and reckless. And even if you wanted to, and I'm not saying that's what type of people you are, but it's just like you're, you're constantly under a microscope and it's, it's, it's weird. It's different.
1: Yeah. The accountability of the public eye is different. I think in a good way, but I think it's also like, think of the difference of the times of like Aerosmith or whatever, like there were bands that made it and they were like rock stars, like they were making money. Like they were, but now there's more accessibility, not only to put your stuff out there, but to like find resources of how to grow your band. Because like, even if it's like, yeah, that's like a business idea. It's also like, as, as a musician, like you want people to hear your music, like you want to be successful, and it mean like you're connecting with other people. Like to me, it's not like, oh, I want so many people to listen to our music. So I make a ton of money. It's just like the bigger we are as a band, it means like the more our music is reaching like other people and like just the like how humbling and gratifying that feels as an artist to have your art connect to other people. But then also it's like this is like what I want to like I'm living the dream. And the way that you continue to do that is by like growing your fan base and having more people help support you so you can give back to them by giving them like the art that you make. It's like okay. a chaotic relationship. Um, but I feel like the way that the music industry is today, like how much Spotify pays like per stream, how many bands, like it, it's like th- there are so many popular bands, like the, the way that even singles roll out now is so different because of SoundCloud. And um, I don't know, like the ability of people for people to just like re- release one thing at a time and it'd be more about singles maybe than albums it's like we put out i think five singles for our new record and that is crazy like that is more than we have ever done and it was partially because of how long it was and covid and everything but it also was like this is changing there are like the way spotify works like you should put out more it's just like thinking about things like that is weird but like you have the ability to do that what i wish is that everybody could be like make you know, able to support themselves from all of this, like, you know, knowledge.
0: Yeah, and you mentioned, like, reaching a large audience um, and just growing your fan base through, you know, creating great music and things like that. I have to mention, I I was um, doing one of these the other day, uh, today's Wednesday. It was Monday. Um, It was with a a guy named Mitch Evans. He's in a band, uh, a pop punk band in Scranton, PA. And one of the questions I asked him, um because he had a he had uh i think it was josh bell or tj bell i forget that and i I apologize if that person hears this but uh on one of their songs their new ep which comes out may 14th um and i asked him a question i said who who else would you want to collaborate if you had the opportunity to and he did not know i was speaking to you uh today and he said brianna from tiger's jaw Oh wow. And I and I joked too. I said I, I when I before I asked the question I said, "Listen, Mitch, I mean, uh I have a million listeners. There's going to be a million people listening to this." Uh, you know, take your shot. <laughs> Obviously I'm joking. Um but I, you know, it was just funny that he 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 said that and not knowing that I was speaking to you tonight. So, you have you have uh definitely reached people that uh really appreciate what you guys do and enjoy your music and that look up to you guys. Which is mean, really
1: cool. It's really cool too because they're from the area. Like, I love that connection too. So, yeah, yeah DM me. <laughs> we'll see. What,
0: Mitch, we'll see. I, I I I said to him I'm like, "Yo, dude, if I if if I could, I hope one day that I'll have a million listeners I could have that much power to make those things happen." So, <laughs> Mitch, you heard her. messenger Maybe you can make it happen. That'd be cool. Now it's a good band too. It's it's a Like I said, it's anytime. No, yeah, anytime soon. Jesus, there's another Mm -hmm. band called. uh, Oh, Kyle Demko, man. I can't. I can't remember. It's it's very similar, and I mix them up sometimes by accident.
1: I feel like I have just permanent brain fog, so I can't remember any names. Like if you were to ask me like a fact, I probably would not like tell (laughs) you.
0: But one thing is was cool too. Uh, I was talking to Kate today, and she said that you also do a lot of, of if not all since you've been in the band, uh, the cover art. Yeah. Whether it's photography or I think the one was like, I think you embroidered.
1: I did, yeah. Which is uh,
0: wow! I mean, you guys, you are like involved.
1: Yes, I I am. Uh, I'm also an artist that has ADHD, which is why I do so many things. It's like a new hobby, a uh, new um, thing to learn uh, for each one. But it started um, with self-titled. We needed cover art. Um, Belongs to the Dead had already been out when I joined Tiger Straw, so I didn't do the art for that. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Not the original art, but for the self-titled art, I had made a screen print in my soft, I believe it was like I think sophomore or junior year art class of that, of the heart on a piece of orange paper. And then I like, I was like, oh, I have this if we want to use this. Like, I'd never done anything like that before, which is also like how I joined Tigers. I was like, I play piano if you need someone to fill in, just offering my, my skill set, I guess. Um, but I don't know, just that feeling of like seeing it, seeing like your art, like, It's real. It's like on an actual thing. Like that was so formative for me, and it's something even like I I tell that story so many times. Like whenever I do get the chance, like as a teacher, especially to high school kids, because it's like you don't have to even be in the band. You could be in your friend, like it could be your friend's band, and like think of having that, and then being able to do that. Like you could do that as a job, and it's something you also love. Like I, that's why I loved even the Tiger's Jaw. Like before I wrote songs for the band it was like I loved being able to play keyboard and tiger's jaw and like make the art for it and that felt like so huge too but pretty much every record cover I have done I think that there's like a couple maybe like a split or two and the belongs to the dead original artwork I didn't do but I did do um when we reissued that we put that up with one for cover I did like the cover art and that was really fun because we took photos in our friend spencer's garage which is like a place where three and canon practiced all the time and um that was it felt really cool for me because like i said i wasn't in the band when that record came out so then to have like this thing that i could like connect to it's like it was really cool but yeah it's i do all the, <laughs> i do a lot of it yeah but oh, that's great I, I like doing it so yeah absolutely i mean
0: i mean it's it's part of who you are so i mean why not why not kind of immerse yourself into it? Um, one thing I wanted to say, uh, I forget already. It's been a long day. <laughs> um, oh, i it, you know, obviously you kind of split lyrical um, duties with Ben. Um, when you guys write albums, is there, you know, do you guys go in saying, all right, I'm going to do, you know, five and you'll do five or six and four or whatever it might be is there is there a kind of goal when you guys go into that or is this kind of like it happens naturally
1: it happens naturally and it's like hilariously unspoken like i think um i with spin it was a little different because like i ben basically like encouraged me to do it and i didn't know if i could write one song and i ended up writing four and then three were like what i felt like good about being on the record um and so it kind of was the same for this like ben could write 12 songs like he did i think he might have written 14 songs or something for this record like he just like and they're all so good and then the way that it worked for me is like i had uh, four or five i can't remember how many i ended up oh four again (laughs) my sweet spot four four songs um and we knew that we would probably have more songs than would be on the record like because there are two of us writing knowing that like we want it to feel like not like evenly balanced or something but we want it to you know if i'm gonna be a songwriter in the band like i need to be represented in in the album and not just like my songs end up on a b-side like i mean that's never the vibe anyway but do you know right. what i mean like, yeah Um, so when we were recording all of these songs there were 16 total, we treated everyone as though it would be on the record. And then we did the sequencing with like figuring out what songs we wanted, what songs made the most or felt the best together on the record, wanting it to be, I mean, everybody, for some reason, we were all stuck on like 10 songs, like 10 feels great. And then we ended up with 11 in a hilarious, like, does 10 or 11 matter conversation, but it wasn't that hard to like, kind of let go of some things or, you know, be convinced or like see reason in having the track listing be one way for the record, because we're going to put out an EP with the rest of the song. So like everything is like getting its weight, you know, like yeah. you could have two songs that are different songs, write them at different times, but when you put them on the same record, like they take, they could be similar enough where they take away from each other in like a weird way like if they're the same tempo or key or something but if you put one of those on your record and then the other one on the ep it's like they each have their time to shine because it's like nobody writes a song and they're like this song's a filler song (laughs) like i hope not right right like i mean i don't think so at least but like you know that i think part of having it not feel that way to people when they're listening to the record is like really thinking about like as hard as it is to slim down from like a huge number. Cause it is so hard. It's like my least favorite part. It makes me so emotional. I never like know if I am making the right choice. I feel so torn. Um, but in the end, it's like every record that we've done, like it all feels so good. Even if like, I wasn't sure in the end like listening to it and like how other people have to listen to it and get used to it in that order. Like you do that yourself. Like, yeah sorry <laughs> and I, no
0: no that's great no that's that's why i asked the question uh, uh you know and i think it's cool like the time that we're living in now where you know you can put out those 10 songs and if you have three or four more you can you can put them out as singles if you want to and, and continue yeah. to pump out the content because that's what's yeah. all about these days is content god i kind of started you. hating that word
1: content yeah but it makes everything feel less important or like you know what I mean? Like content, content. It's like, no, like we worked for months so hard on this thing. And then it's like content you post one day, you could post it one more day and then that's it. It's like gone. Th- that's why I miss shows so much too, because it's like, that's always going to be part of our shit. Like we were a band that started when MySpace existed. So that's not like weird, but when it's like the only thing, it's like, I don't know how people do like, just like putting out a podcast where you're like relying on like, getting engagement by reaching out to people in like these different ways. It's like without being able to play the show or like, or opening for a tour and then people see you, you know what I mean? Like that kind of in-person like interaction, like it, it is so much pressure to make your social media and all of that, this like force that like functions like a system or something because the algorithm is evil.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot of work. I mean, so yeah, I mean, I like to think that I take this seriously.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I ideally I would like to have a studio so the sound quality would be better. I think you know, living in the world we live in now, the people are forgiving as far as you know these kind of conversations go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's like a full time job, and like again, like I I have a full time <laughs> job. This is kind of something that I do like just for fun, purely for fun. It's just something. I know that. Well, I, I think I mentioned this before. I had a radio show and
1: mm-hmm.
0: I played a few Tigers Jaw songs on it, but it got uh, put on hiatus back in November of last year. So I started this because I wanted to continue having that connection with the artists and bands and um, you know the the scene here in NEPA EPA. Because like when the show got put on hiatus, I would say like I felt lost. And I, again, I was doing a show on a Saturday night, nine o'clock. Like I'm not setting the world on fire. I don't even belong on the radio. I don't have any kind of training to be on the radio, but for that hour, a oh, week, like I felt like I had a purpose. I felt like I was like, you know, doing whatever I could to support, you know, these musicians and try and reach people with their music. And then when I got shut down, I was just like, you know, what am I going to do? Like, I think I need them more than they need me. So I started this, and I, I hope people enjoy it. I hope people do it, and I and thank you again for doing this because it's going to um you know bring a little bit of uh legitimacy to
1: <laughs> what cool. i'm doing i was more than happy to be a part of it i think it's so cool even like any pa scene like i want to support like the local media or like whatever like i don't know what would you call podcast like just like the support of the area of people that are trying to like promote the fact that this is something that is so cool in our area like we're so lucky to have as many artists Living around here, like musicians, and like we should be supporting each other too. Like the bands can't do it without like people supporting them. So, right. I yeah. yeah, let's talk
0: about that because you guys, you guys also uh, perform a lot of shows. I feel like around here, uh, you guys did the holiday show for many years with the Menzingers. Um, you did a show last year um, that helped support some uh, lo- local music. Um. I think it was local music uh, areas at the casino, or not the casino, Mohegan Sun Arena. Uh, I think it was July of last year. Uh, and shout out to Matt Rebovich. Um, I ran into you and Ben there. And shout out to Ben for wearing, I think, the most talked about shirt at that show. Was he had the uh, the shirt with the grump on it? Um, I saw social media flooded with um, just mentions of Ben's shirt. It
1: has but, more red Bar- red barons memorabilia really, than anybody. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but so matt i uh, used to work with matt he still works at the radio stations and um he was a huge fan of you guys and i kind of felt cool because i'm like dude like let's just go say hi like i've i've met them before like well really dude really you're serious i'm like yeah dude that they're, they're normal people they're really cool and uh he got the picture with you guys and he felt like you know a, a million bucks so thank you for doing that and he he's over the moon about that and he, he loves you guys and um you guys always do that though. You're always like just very like involved with the local community. Again, that show um, was last year. It helps again. I forget the exact uh, organizations, but um, again, we too, because we were still in the pandemic. It was July last year.
1: Yeah, um, It was the drive-in uh, show where everybody had to like park in a space and stay yeah. like around their car. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So instead of, uh, you know, lighters or clapping, you heard, <laughs> uh, you saw lights and car horns. Yeah, it was really neat actually um, but you're also you have know, a show booked I think it's August of this year it's Outback at Carl Hall yes. tickets for those shows are on sale now at eventbrite.com and then I saw just recently you announced well today actually today's uh, May 12th um, so tickets will be on sale for the show by the time this uh, podcast comes out but a show at the uh, Union Transfer in Philly
1: Yeah, that is like the first, I mean, it's the other than, uh, like playing out back at Carl Hall, which is outdoors and like a socially distanced event. Um, it's been really kind of, it's been a little stressful to think like when is the right time? Because you don't want to be having an event where people are congregating if it's too early, like we want to be responsible, but, um, when we got the offer to do the show at Union Transfer, like I felt so excited, like so much like relief that like there is like an end in sight or just like something I can look forward to that is like Union Transfer is one of my favorite venues. I actually used to be a spaghetti warehouse and I got a job there when I was in college and the week I was supposed to start, I got bit by a brown recluse spider and I couldn't start. And then it turns into Union Transfer. So I would have lost the job anyway. right? And then now we're playing there. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's just, I don't know. It's one of my favorite venues for a lot of reasons. But um, just the fact that it's in Philly, which like we, Scranton is our our hometown. Like um, I, I still live in the area, but like I grew up like right outside of Scranton, Ben's from Scranton proper. He lives in Philly now, but Philly is has always kind of felt like when you graduate in Scranton, you go to Philly and go right. to college or, you know what I'm saying? Like yep. that kind of like tie. And even it was one of the first places that we were able to like play that was like far away. And like, it's also like our hometown. Like we feel so like, you know, like Eastern PA, it's like the the major city that we can play and to like be able to play our record release show. Like, I just feel so happy that's <laughs> happening.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's great seeing all these shows, uh, get announced. Um, and hopefully, you know, we continue moving forward and, um, yeah, I don't know what side of the fence you're on, but hopefully people continue getting vaccinated or, or whatever it might be. Like just hope people stay safe and we can kind of gather again and, and, have shows and, and, and have fun.
1: Because, our whole band is vaccinated. We fully support vaccines. Like I'm the person that gets the flu shot every year because if I don't, like I get the flu and, I think having a nurse as a mom too, it just like, I feel so much safer knowing that like, if we're a band and we're traveling from like state to state to state, like to have the vaccine, like uh, even being able to like hang out with my friends in the living room feels like less anxiety. Like that, yeah. I think. But, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It's good stuff. And I saw on uh, you also have like a sunset sessions on YouTube. Uh,
1: yes. I'm actually expert one that I'm going to post tomorrow, it'll be out by the time the podcast comes out, but that was really fun. Um, we knew like, I forget exactly how, we knew we ha- were going to be doing like these zoom in stores for the record, the day the record came out, um, gallery of sounded one. It was really cool, but we were trying to figure out where to do it. And usually my house is home base but my house has been home-based for like a year. So Colin only lives five minutes down the street, down the Ave in 44. And he has a beautiful house. And um, part of the name of the street is Sunset. So we call his house Sunset. Like, oh, you're going to Sunset? And so it's the Sunset Sessions. And we figured out when, like getting all this uh, Zoom stuff together, like Ben was like, we should record some stuff. Like we could do all this ourselves. Like, We'll just use iphones and i have like we have cameras that we'll figure out and like i'm just editing them together and um we're releasing one a week and just putting them on youtube to like have something to you know content content content, content. <laughs> but also because it was like something we could do like that sure. has been one of the good things about this band for me is like we could have just like taken a break or something but everybody was like no like what can we do like if we're all together we might as well like record stuff i guess like teddy can record us like we'll figure out filming you'll edit it like just having something for all of us to be a part of has like gotten me through so many of the weeks this year where it was like if i didn't have anything to like sit and do like i would have like been in a dark darker place yeah
0: yeah you're absolutely right and i think a lot of musicians and artists have uh you know They did that. They found ways to continue to be creative, and I guess that's not a surprise because you're creative. So it's like kind of that's what you guys do. It's good stuff. So what else? 2021 for Tiger's Jaw. That I mean, I'm not trying to you know get any you know secret info out of you, but what can people expect out of you guys the the rest of the year?
1: 2021. I mean honestly, we're always kind of brainstorming, like what we can do. Um, it, the moment, like it becomes okay to book shows, we're definitely going to do that. Um, but for now, I don't know, just trying to like figure out ways that we can keep putting things out. There's a couple more, one, two, three more sunset sessions coming. So that'll be kind of the focus for a while, but I don't know, just gearing up and and planning, like we're making plans. We're trying to like look forward to all of the things we can be doing. And like, there's still so many fun decisions to make too. Like when we can tour, like what's the backdrop going to be like, what merch can we have? Like second pressing of the record already you have to talk about like, that's crazy yeah. and exciting.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just stuff like that. Keeping me i uh, I won't care how you remember me, uh, <laughs> energy rolling <laughs> until Absolutely. we can pour on the record because um, yeah I, I that's like kind of the weirdest thing of putting the record out during this time is like usually you put the record out and then it feels different everything feels different it's like you're in that you're playing shows playing these songs live and so i'm like just 2021 is about like getting to that place finally and not letting it just be like we put out this record or, and starting something else even like we really want to like like we love this. We put so much of our heart into this <laughs> record and we can't wait to like, finally be able to you know, do the rest of the things you get to do when you put out a record.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I hope that happens, you know, sooner than later for you guys. And um, I plan on seeing you guys out back at Carl hall again, like Brianna said, it's outside at Carl hall. So it's, you know, don't worry about being in the, in the, the, the basement of Carl hall it's outside It's going to be safe socially distanced
1: and, chairs and your own cooler i saw
0: yeah byob i guess yeah. so that's really cool we'll
1: yeah, just, weekends in wilkes fair yeah <laughs> Carl hall.
0: it's gonna be awesome i'm I, i'm so proud of aj for doing that because I, I i helped him with the banner for the he just, I think he just put it up today on the side of the building um and uh i, I told him like the, the the lineup he put together for this summer uh the, the talent is incredible. It really is. Like it was you guys. And uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with uh, Bob Lewis, but Bob Lewis and modern ties and Rosary guild and Knoxon and, and the list goes on um, again, those tickets are available now at eventbrite.com. Uh, but I mean, what AJ did and, and he said it was easy for the most part. It was like, you know, it was a phone call. It wasn't working with a lot of, you know, you know, management and labels. It was just uh, you know, phone call and everyone's like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. So uh, I'm excited for that
1: working with like your like the people in your community too is you just like you get the contact you call them up like i loved how you hit up kate because like i was like thank goodness you texted me because like i am so bad with email (laughs) and it was like because we had that connection you know through the community
0: yeah well i so i was i was at our desk today and i'm like hey would you mind because i didn't want to bother you Uh, and i'm like would you mind shooting brianna a text just to, to see if she's still good for tonight I said, I haven't heard from her since we scheduled it. I said, if it's not, if she's not cool for tonight, that's, that's, that's fine. I just want to make sure that I, you know, I, you know, plan the night accordingly. And she's like, yeah, no problem. And you wrote right back. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's, she sucks at email. And it's, it's funny because like I,
1: I'm either the best or I'm the fucking, <laughs> and usually I'm the worst. So, I mean, so you're an
0: artist, right? And I'm, this is what I'm going to say is not a knock on artist, but I've, I've worked with artists for a, a majority of my life. And they tend to stink at communication. That's just, it, but there's like, so like guys like me, um, you know, sales and, and that's that's what we do all day. We communicate. So there's a, there's a, a place for all of us.
1: <laughs> yes. You guys <laughs> write, awesome,
0: yeah, you guys write awesome music and, and create art, whether it's, you know, music and, and we're paintings and, which is awesome. I wish, I wish I could do that. Uh, I would sacrifice the communication stuff in a second to be able to create music like you guys do. But um, it's just funny. It just, I mean, I've always just, I've, you know, designers and, and creators are just, I, I don't know. It's just, it's funny. And Matt at Axel, I'll be the first to say he's like, dude, I suck at communicating. Like, like. <laughs>
1: it's yeah. It's cause you're using your brain in a different, it, it really does come up to like the amount of energy, like, energy I have left in my brain like when it comes to like having to look at the email and think about how to respond I'm literally like I have none I have none left like I don't I didn't even open it today <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't even know you emailed so. <laughs> yeah I was he- like
0: I'll just check in and see if she you know she's still good because I again I know you're busy I know you got stuff going on and and again I, I can't thank you enough for doing this tonight I really do appreciate it um but you guys are always so so cool about you know supporting your community who you know You've been a part of for so long. So again, thank you so much. Um, I wish you nothing but the best of luck with um, you know touring this year, hopefully, and, and the shows at Carl Hall and Union Transfer, and hopefully I see more uh, show dates coming out of the Tigers Jock Camp. But uh, hopefully I'll see you um, out back at Carl Hall.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll be there. So awesome. Well,
0: <laughs> they can't do it without you.
1: Yeah, but I mean the other shows too. I'm sure we'll bump, we'll bump into each other. Sounds thank good. you so much for asking me this is really nice it's no, always I a appreciate- fun on though especially in these days
0: yeah yeah so again thank you and uh tell everyone in the band i said hi and uh i'll see you guys soon
1: will do all right thank you, you so much soon. all right see ya.